Hello listeners, I am Dr. Renee Skelton and this is another episode on Battle Pod. Thank you for joining me. I have been married for almost 23 years. That's literally half my life. My husband was my high school sweetheart and we actually met in third grade. Sounds like a lifetime movie, huh? And he's still my best friend. He knows everything about me. He knows my insecurities, my stressors, and even what brings me joy. However, at times, he can also be my worst enemy. Like many other couples out there, we are navigating a new norm. Quarantining is a challenge for everyone, but it is especially unique for married couples. No matter how long you've been married, you probably learn new things about your spouse or partner that you did not know before. This pandemic has forced couples into an intrusive coexistence. We are now spending much more time with our spouse for better or worse than we're used to. And sometimes it can be a bit uncomfortable. Have you ever dealt with a spouse who is looking for something, like something that they've misplaced? They become a bit frustrated and they seem to loudly voice their frustration. And you know that the second you decide to get up and try to help them, they're going to either find it or it will be right in front of them as you walk into the room. Either way, you know that the missing object will only be found if you merely stand up. Or how about when your spouse goes out to buy groceries and you know that you have to let them back in the house when they return? Sure, you can insist they wash their hands and even change their clothes in the garage if you're that paranoid. But you can't help to think to yourself, do I really, really need to let them back in the house? Really? Or with the caring for and homeschooling of your children during this pandemic. A double whammy. You feel like it doesn't help when your spouse tries to sabotage you every step of the way. You say one thing to your kids and they say another. Almost like you are competing against each other or not even on the same page. These shelter-in-place rules were thrust upon us with little or no warning. Many of us are working from home or have been furloughed from our jobs. The schools are closed and the kids still need to be educated, entertained, and of course fed for what it seems like every five minutes. It's taxing and it can be stressful. Our spouses may seem like our only social connections because we can't see our friends or relatives. And even the best relationships They can buckle under the stress. Unfortunately, divorce attorneys have seen an increase in inquiries from couples about the process to file for divorce. They even anticipate more couples will file for divorce as courts reopen. And unfortunately, marriages that were experiencing issues prior to this pandemic, they have grown noticeably worse. When a couple considers divorce, one of them, if not both, questions, how did we get here? Unfortunately, I am seeing this with many of my clients, and it got me to thinking, can being isolated in small quarters with someone 
really cause a divorce? And after much thought, I came to the answer of no. I honestly don't believe so. However, it can cause a divorce to happen a lot sooner. Statistically, the reason so many people stay together is routine. You would think the primary reason is love, and there's an element there, but it is routine. We're all used to doing nearly the same thing every single day. We go to work or stay home. We eat at certain times of the day. We entertain our children. We try to keep our sanity in a time of uncertainty. And then by the time we get back together with our spouse at the end of the day, we see them for just a few hours before sleep, or we just stare at them while they play on their phones all night. It never ends. We wake up and do it all over again, like Groundhog's Day, every day. It's enough to depress, stress, and frustrate anyone. But is it the stress of quarantine? Or is it because in however long you've been together, you haven't actually spent that much time together? And now you are thrust into close quarters with them all of the time. Think about it. Prior to this lockdown, we were spending vacations and holiday weekends with our spouses. Now, that's not the norm now, and we may only see our spouses for a few hours a day or all day. And if you have kids, you may see... You may see your spouse even less because we're busy. We're trying to survive and quality time with our spouse is limited. Maybe limited to an occasional date night here and there. Regardless, some of us don't feel as close to our spouses as we would like. So how's that working for you? You see, over the course of a relationship, we pick up on our spouse's little quirks that bother us. A random sock outside the laundry basket when it's literally a few inches away. Disregarding our feelings when we want to take them there with our story of what happened to us two years ago. Because guess what? We want them to relive our emotions like it happened yesterday. And it's their fault, right? Or a dismissive comment here and there that quite frankly makes you feel a little devalued. Like you're not worthy. I'm going to say it. It's not that big of a deal. I get it. When you're stuck with a person 24-7, these small annoyances suddenly seem like very big deals. You may think that your marriage is bound for divorce, or you may think that you thought you knew the person you married, but now you're unsure. Unfortunately, these feelings are quite common now. So here's the thing. Quarantine isn't ruining your marriage. I'm going to say that again. Quarantine is not ruining your marriage. The stress is. We don't like it and it's not fun. It can really suck. It's like there's a spotlight focus on all the problems that deep down you knew were already there. You know the problems you were trying to avoid all along? So what can you do to help navigate through this discovery? Here are six tips to consider. Of course, there are more, but let's talk about six of them. First, connection is important. Carve out some time, even schedule it if you have to, to talk about what's on your mind. 
Now remember, if your spouse works from home or abroad, do not tackle them with a deep conversation such as the legacy you want to leave or life-changing avenues that's going to immediately change your family dynamic. Do not approach them two seconds after they shut down the computer or get off a business call or walk in the door from a long day. Let them decompress so they can try to be fully present with you. Also, consider a date night. Even if it's not out and about, set one up at home. Watch a movie together, prepare a nice meal, clean the kitchen together, or even plan a future trip online. Make time to connect. Now, although connection is important, so is space. This is the second tip. It can be difficult to separate your work and home life space, especially when they are combined in the same location. Physical distance and time alone allows the opportunity to focus on your work and forces you to separate home and the work life. It can also excite you to know that once your work is done, you can join back up with your spouse to connect. I'm not saying avoid them during the day at all costs, especially if you pass them walking to the bathroom during the day. Acknowledge them by a verbal greeting, a hug and or kiss, or a simple, soft touch. Now the third tip, be supportive. Research has shown that a negative event, such as your partner rehashing an old fight, typically has at least three times the impact of a comparable positive event, such as your partner recalling one of your past kindnesses. Mood swings are going to happen and emotions can increase, but you know your partner. Monitor their behaviors and mood and step in when you think they need help. Remember, you are not a hero to save the day. There are so many so-called secrets to a healthy marriage and communication is one of them. If you think you are the reason why you triggered their mood, simply ask them if that's the case and what you can do to better the situation. Simplicity can make the biggest difference in a very stressful time. The fourth tip, and it needs to be said, do not forget your sex life. Research has shown that intimacy can be relaxing and can help reduce stress. And as mentioned before, it can be an intimate time of connection. Now, I'm not going to lie. Couples who are stressed can find it very difficult to feel sexual. It's a normal response. However, it's important for couples to understand each other's perspectives and their feelings. If your spouse is not ready to be intimate, try not to take it personally and talk it out. If you put pressure on them, it will only make the situation worse and inflate emotions. And here's one. Don't feel odd if you must schedule your intimacy. Seriously. With kids and work commingled in the same location, scheduling provides the opportunity for structure, accountability, and the excitement of knowing what is about to happen. Another tip, share. Share, share, share. Not just conversations, 
but workloads. Managing household responsibilities and taking care of children can be stressful. When one partner is not chipping in equally, it can leave you feeling frustrated and even angry with them. Make it clear to them, not in a hateful way, but in a calm, conversational delivery. Nobody should have to do it all alone. This is a new norm we are navigating with, and one partner may not be used to the added responsibilities of home. Remember, don't expect them to change overnight. If you feel that your spouse doesn't do anything, and that is a stretch, give them two options so they can choose the way so you don't appear to be nagging. For example, you can say, look, I really need some help right now. Could you either wash the dishes or put away the laundry? You see, you gave them the power of control to make their own decisions. More often than not, we become so frustrated and spat off these passive aggressive comments for them to overhear. It's like our dire attempt to have them realize our own frustration and then we want them to cave into what we want them to do. No, this does not work. This is nagging and quite frankly, it's immature. It just doesn't work. And the final tip, the sixth tip, get over it. If your partner is driving you crazy, check yourself first. Take a deep breath, walk away and ask yourself, why do I feel this way? More than likely, it is your sense of control or your expectations that you placed on them. Don't resort to attacking or criticizing them. I find it very interesting that we tend to hurt the people that are closest to us. Why? Well, because we are comfortable and vulnerable with them. So why do we hurt them? Put your disappointments aside and ask yourself, well, Because they did X, Y, and Z, is it really the end of the world? More than likely, your answer will be no. So is it really worth the energy and the stress to wrap yourself in it, especially when it doesn't seem to affect your partner at all? Accept them. Recall why you initially fell in love with them. Offer and accept apologies with a primary focus on the things that you appreciate of them. Make this your mantra. It's important to remember that your response to this pandemic should not be a reflection of your marriage. Think of it as your marriage being a reflection of the crisis and the toll it's taking on all of us. This pandemic is not over, but think of this time of uncertainty as an opportunity for you to connect with the one you love. This is a time of great growth for relationships. Couples are either going to grow together or grow apart. So, what direction do you want to go? Please remember that nothing in this podcast is intended to establish a doctor-patient relationship, to replace the services of a trained doctor or health professional, or otherwise to substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I would love for you to follow me on my social media accounts. You can find all of the links and this podcast on my website, 
www.reneeskelton.com. That is www.reneeskelton.com. And I have an ask of you. This podcast takes time, effort, and resources to share with you. I'm humbled and grateful that you've reached out and let me know that this podcast has improved your daily life. And I want to keep the podcast focused on content for you that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. And one way to accomplish this is by direct listener support. I've set up a podcast support link where you can quickly and easily support the show. The whole thing will take no more than a minute, possibly even 30 seconds. All you have to do is go to the support button located on my website and contribute as much or as little as you like. Basically, if you love what I'm doing with BattlePod and it's a part of your day or week, please consider supporting it. Thank you for listening to another episode and check back next Wednesday for a new release.